0: Right, Happy New Year to you all. Just a quick public service announcement. I am off social media now. Yay! No more Twitter, no more Instagram, no more Facebook. Yes! It's been no secret I've never really got on with social media. If it's your thing, good luck to you. I won't beat the drum too hard about this, folks, but I would like to say, in all seriousness, I am so much happier now. And you know what? Thank you to the Ragbag listeners, a.k.a. the Ragbag Alliance, for making this move of mine possible. Keep up the good work. Keep telling people about it. That's how Ragbag is continuing to thrive right now. By all means, recommend it on social media too. I just won't be there to see it, but never mind. That's cool. Oh, and by the way, I'm coming off YouTube as well. That wasn't really working out for me either. And the great news is my video series, The Ragbag Rambler, is now only available via my website frankburton.co.uk. Head over to frankburton.co.uk forward slash videos and all 12 episodes are up there now. That's right, a whole dozen of them and they are fantastic. You're welcome. Welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton. Got some great tunes lined up for you. Lots of things to talk to you about as well. It's all good. What a great podcast this is. What an absolutely. Why aren't all podcasts as good as this? There's an open question for you. Answers in writing or however you want to communicate with me or just think about it, think about the question. Here's a tune. Now listen, I'd like to tell you about my new movie script that I'm working on. As I mentioned last time, I'm attempting to further my writing career by pretending to be the estranged English brother of Hollywood film director Tim Burton. I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about Tim Burton and his family history, and frankly, my own family are tremendously good secret keepers. So who's to say, Who's to say that I'm not Tim Burton's brother? I could be. So let's go with that. Let's use that little bit of doubt and uncertainty to make an assumption based on the evidence that we both have the same surname. He makes weird films. I write weird stories. He should adapt my new screenplay that I'm working on. I'll tell you about my script, listeners. See what you think. It's not really a a Burton-esque film, to be honest. So if I were to offer it to Tim, you know, just to keep it in the family, he'd probably look at it and say, right, that is total genius. But to be fair, I'm probably not the man to do justice to it. What I will do is recommend this superb script to one of my Oscar-winning colleagues who are famed for their breathtaking dramas because this script, dear brother of mine, is literally breathtaking. There were times during the reading of it that I was completely unable to breathe. Should come with a health warning. And I'd be like, thanks T. I call him T, that's my name for him. He calls me F, which I do find annoying. But I usually just let him get away with it. Uh, me and Tim. So this movie that I want to make, just to warn you, it's about some serious subjects, right? You know, the focus groups who've been listening to the show over the last few weeks seem to think I should talk about more serious subjects. I disagree with them, to be honest with you. It all depends on whether you consider some of the things I've spoken about in recent weeks, such as chess pieces and barber's poles and tinned fruit. It all depends on whether or not you consider these subjects to be quote-unquote serious or not. But just to satisfy the desires of various members of the focus groups who, frankly, would be happier listening to some, I don't know, BBC World Service documentary about climate change or something, I'm going to talk about some serious subjects now. This is a story about addiction, guys. Yeah, addiction. The central character, Tim, is a recovering alcoholic. I named him after my estranged brother I don't know the real Tim has ever had any issues with substance abuse or not apologies either way if he has I apologise for exploiting that fact in my script with his name in if he hasn't I apologise for suggesting that he has not that there's anything wrong with that nothing to be ashamed of I mean addiction is an illness that can affect anyone it's difficult talking about serious subjects isn't it a minefield all of this stuff oh, I wasn't expecting that anyway recovery is the name of this film it's called that firstly because Tim is a recovering alcoholic and he's undergoing a 12-step program to the Alcoholics Anonymous it's also called recovery because Tim works for the roadside recovery service the automobile association roadside recovery right Now, Americans, your country definitely exists, by the way. Uh, My patron, before he disappeared off the face of the earth, wanted me to issue an apology. I'm not doing that, but I will issue a clarification. Uh, America exists. I don't think I ever said that it didn't. If I did say that, well, that was inaccurate, wasn't it? Now, American people, just to explain, there is a company in the UK called the Automobile Association, otherwise known as the AA. Do you have them over there as well? I haven't done any research, so you can see the double meaning there anyway. We have these two different organisations, both called the AA. And Tim, our main character, is a member of both of those organisations. That's not in poor taste, is it? I mean... There's a few little lines of dialogue where he ends up confusing one thing with the other thing like you'll say I'm just off to the AA I mean my day job not my 12 step program ha <laughs> I really don't know is that in poor taste oh, it really is an absolute minefield anyway that's the premise and then well there's two different versions of the script to be honest I felt then I had to do that because it kind of gets on my nerves. When you have a character who's established at the start to be a recovering addict, there's always a point later on where that person then goes off the rails, falls off the wagon, and therein lies the breathtaking drama. So what I did was, in the first version of the script, Tim spends the whole of the film just doing regular day-to-day stuff, like going to work, pop into the supermarket attending his AA meetings having a cup of coffee and then it's the end and nothing dramatic has happened but it's still a great film because people can watch it and say yeah I can relate to that I do a lot of that sort of thing in my day to day life just sitting about not doing much and above all it's not exploitative in any way it's not taking the serious subject of alcohol addiction and turning it into entertainment the way all those other films and tv shows do because i think that's wrong it's predictable it's crass and no one actually learns anything from it other than yeah addictions aren't very nice are they yeah we knew that mate it is a bit boring though and then there's the second version of the script, and the second version of the script is kind of boring for the first 15 minutes. Tim does his usual stuff, uh, going to work, attending his AA meetings, having a cup of coffee, and in between, he keeps going to the corner shop, and he'll walk up to the counter, and behind the counter, you see all the usual, you know, bottles of whiskey and vodka and all of that stuff, and Tim's looking up at it sheepishly, and it's like, will he, won't he? But then each time he'll say, I'll just have a couple of those vape liquids, please. And he'll walk out. And then the fourth or the fifth time he goes in, it's the exact same routine. He approaches the counter. He's looking sheepishly up at the bottles of hard liquor and he pauses before saying, Big massive bottle of Smirnoff, please. And you, the audience are watching this in the cinema Is part of you is going, oh no, he's fallen off the wagon, poor guy. And then there's another part of you that goes, yes, Tim's fallen off the wagon. Now we're going to get a proper drama. Terrible things are about to happen and I'm ready with a the popcorn. Then there's another, even less sensitive part of you that makes you slightly ashamed to even acknowledge But it's there nonetheless. The third part of you is going, nice one. Tim's getting the drinks in. It's party time. (laughs) Woo-hoo! This really is a minefield, isn't it? It's a minefield. So Tim, as you might expect, keeps on going off the rails. It's not long before he's drinking on the job, driving his roadside recovery van smashed out of his face and he keeps on crashing but he gets away with it because he's got a bunch of repair equipment in the back of his van so we'll have a drink or we'll crash his van repair his van and carry on working and it looks like he's going to get away with it but we really can't carry on like this because it would look almost as though I as a writer and advocating drink driving as long as you don't get caught so what happens in the end is tim gets up in the morning has a drink gets in his van drives it off a cliff and it explodes and kills him the end you see what i'm doing here listeners it's a breathtaking drama maybe you could say i'm making light of real world problems within society but you're wrong All I'm trying to do is further my own career. Isn't that what lots of other people are doing in the film industry? Yes, yes it is. And if you're listening, Tim Burton, uh, Hi, bro. You know what? I think you're right. I don't think you would be a suitable director for a drama of this magnitude. You'd be tempted to throw some goblins in for a laugh, wouldn't you? Like I said to you about that thankfully deleted scene from Batman not everything has to have goblins in. So I think you should recommend me to somebody else I don't know, Sophia Coppola or someone of that caliber. Also I'd be interested to get your take on uh, product placement. I understand that sort of thing can be a useful contributor to the cost of making a film. Do you think the AA, as in the Automobile Association, do you think they'd be interested in paying to have their image used in this way? I mean, it doesn't necessarily cast them in the best possible light because a fair proportion of the film show one of their workers essentially drink driving and crashing his van and repairing it again and then driving it off a cliff. Maybe they prefer not to be associated with that kind of image. Or if that doesn't work out, maybe we could get like an alcohol company to pay for some product placement. What do you think? I mean, this particular story wouldn't necessarily paint them in a particularly good light. Or would it? I mean, is is seeing a man destroy and indeed end his own life because of alcohol, doesn't that show how brilliant alcohol really is? Look how good this drink is it's so damn good this guy has destroyed his own life to the point of driving a van off a cliff you wouldn't get that with iron brew would you i do like an iron brew but it's never caused me to drive a van off a cliff because it's not as good as alcohol what do you think tim please do get in touch right now that should satisfy the focus group shouldn't it Oh, by the way, focus groups, if you are listening and I'm paying you to do so, so frankly, you better be. I have one more thing to say to you. You're fired. Well, hang on a minute, that sounded harsh. What I mean to say is Nathaniel Anniversary Pylon is no longer funding this show and I need to cut back on some costs. And you are an expense I don't need right now. Also... You have been absolutely no help to me whatsoever. I might as well have made a large cash withdrawal and burnt it KLF style. At least that would be a little more rock and roll. I bet the KLF didn't need to use focus groups, did they? Do you reckon Gil Scott Heron used focus groups? No, the revolution will not be focus grouped. So pack your proverbial bags and go find yourself a proverbial holiday Inn. that's just a figure of speech guys i'm not living with the focus groups am i i live in a van now they wouldn't like that they don't like much (laughs) they don't they don't it's true they don't like (laughs) they don't like much these focus groups let's do some shout outs Shout out to Fabulous Friedrich in Walthamstow. You've been in touch before, haven't you? I remember that name. Good to hear from you again, Fabulous. He says, Frank, I've never listened to your podcast before. What's it like? That's weird, mate. The last time you got in touch, I got the impression that you had listened. I could explain what the podcast is like, but what would be the point? You're not listening. So you won't hear it. And if you are listening, you'll already know what the podcast is like. It's absolutely brilliant, as you can hear. Just a thought, but would you prefer it if I just replied to your email? Get in touch, let me know if you'd like me to reply to your email. I'll hold off from replying until I hear from you further. Now, Bill Gates, no relation, has been in touch to say, when's Uncle Claude coming back on the show again? I enjoyed that one. What do you mean you enjoyed that one? Yeah, he'll be coming back soon, guys. I'm actually thinking of doing an entirely separate podcast, like a six-part documentary series about me and Claude travelling around doing various things. Would you like that, listeners? Do you think that would be good? Doesn't matter if you like it or not. We're already making it, all right? We're doing it. It's happening. Now, Ishmael has been in touch to say, I never actually heard anyone refer to Freddie Mercury as Mr. Fahrenheit... Although in one of his songs, he seems to imply it's his nickname. Maybe the name was only ever used by close friends. In which case, why was this detail never mentioned in the recent biopic? Uh, interesting point, yes, Ishmael. I'm not sure why you're asking me, considering I have no interest in seeing the recent biopic, whatever it's called. No offence, Freddie, your music just doesn't appeal to me but obviously that's just my opinion and we're all entitled to that aren't we everyone if you're listening freddie and i see no reason why you wouldn't be get in touch and explain this whole mr fahrenheit thing is it just a song lyric or is it your actual nickname do your close friends refer to you as mr fahrenheit i'll be honest with you as rock and roll nicknames go it's a bit naff mate You don't sound like a rock icon. You sound like a weather presenter on local radio. Yeah, coming up we have the top ten at ten. Can you guess the year? I'll give you a clue. It was the year of the 1986 World Cup. I hope I haven't given that away now. That's right after the news and sport with Raymond Collins and the weather with mr fahrenheit he's burning through the sky yeah 200 degrees that's why they call him but, oh you get the idea well there you go Freddy bit of impartial feedback from me to you happy to refer to you as mr fahrenheit next time you crop up in conversation and thank you ishmael for getting in touch my website frankburton.co.uk My books are A History of Sarcasm and 100. There's another one on the way very, very soon. The new book is going to be called Everything I Am. It's going to be tremendous. It's all about me and my dad and his disappearance and my investigation into it. There will, of course, be an audio book as well. All of that stuff is probably going to take up quite a lot of your time. So frankly, you had better get cracking on you go. I'll stop talking now and play some music. At the very least, get onto Amazon and all of those books. And if you're unhappy with Amazon's phenomenal levels of corporate tax evasion and their frankly Victorian attitudes to workers' rights, don't boycott my books because they're selling them on there, write a nice little letter of complaint. It may not sound like much, but I can't think of any other way of going about it, so go off and do that. Peace and love, listeners. Peace and love. Peace and also love. So let's go with that. 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 That is total genius. Total genius. Total genius. Total genius. So let's go with that. Breathtaking dramas. So let's go with that. This script, dear brother of mine, is literally breathtaking. So let's go with that. I call him T, that's my name for him. I call him T, that's my name for him. Uh me and Tim. Uh uh. Uh, uh, Tim, 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 Tim. I call him T, that's my name for him. Chess pieces and barber's poles and tinned fruit, quote-unquote. Chess pieces and barber's poles and tinned fruit, quote-unquote. Chess pieces and barber's poles and tinned fruit, quote-unquote. It's difficult talking about serious subjects, isn't it? It's a minefield, all of this stuff. Minefield, minefield, minefield. Yeah. I oh, wasn't expecting that. I oh, wasn't expecting that. And if you're listening, Tim Burton, uh, hi, bro, uh, hi, bro, 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 bro. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Uh, hang on a minute. That sounded harsh. You're fired. So let's go with that. You have been absolutely no help to me whatsoever. I might as well have made a large cash withdrawal and burnt it KLF style. So let's go with that. So let's go with that. So let's go with that. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. So let's go with that. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. So let's go with that. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. That's weird mate. So let's go with that. That's weird mate. That's weird, mate. That's weird, mate. So let's go with that.
1: I call him T. That's my name for him. I call him T. That's my name for him. I call him T. That's my name for him.
0: Now, it's time for our ongoing feature, Ragbag Recommends. This time, I'm going to go slightly self-indulgent and mention a couple of podcasts that I have appeared in lately. Firstly, The Matt Hocker Show, which I have recommended already in previous episodes because it's so damn good. I recently appeared on there for the second time, episode 43. Go and check that out. It's me and a bunch of very talented people, including Matt himself at some point. So, that's The Matt Hawker Show. Secondly, Shaping Opinion with Tim O'Brien, which is a very interesting and informative show presented by Tim with a different expert guest each time, covering all sorts of different subjects. It's very well produced and it's always an enlightening experience. I appeared on a recent episode very briefly, just doing a little reading. The episode is called A Remarkable Peace, The Christmas Truce of 1914 – which is a very nice story within the context of that devastating conflict. I'm on there reading out a couple of soldiers' letters from the time. Tim asked me to do it because he wanted someone with an English accent. And I was like, yeah, I could do an English accent. Sure, anything for you, Tim. Anyway, so there's your two podcast recommendations for this time. The Matt Hawker Show and Shaping Opinion with Tim O'Brien. Check them both out. Right, back to the music.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: thank you for listening what wonderful people you are what a wonderful podcast this is there's so much great things going on right now that i think my head is going to explode at some point check out the bonus bags check out future episodes past episodes everything to do with ragbag just type ragbag in to your search engine of choice there's a whole host of things going on you know, some bits nothing to do with me, because rag bag is a word that exists in the English language. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking because the vocal's gonna kick in. Bye! Podcast is part of Britpod scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out Britpodscene.com or follow Scene on Twitter to find out more.